1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. on the fan 877-337-6666 we're talking Yankees we're talking Mets we're talking STDs whatever else is on your mind on this Friday morning you know I did want to get to the James Harden stuff you might as well do it here real quick with Harden and even the Kyrie Irving stuff how many times do fans need to go down this road where you get sucked in based on a big name who used to have great success in the league, thinking that he's going to turn the team around. And I, even I admit, and I, know, I saw Harden be a flop in Brooklyn. I saw Harden disappoint in Philadelphia. And yet when the report comes out yesterday that Harden's going to opt into his contract with the Sixers only to be traded, and it comes out that the Clippers and Knicks would be two teams interested, a part of me gets excited. And I know... That in reality, I want no part of James Harden. Who would, based off of what we've seen. But the star power, the appeal of a guy who was once a top star in the league, and adding him, there is something to that. Similarly, with Kyrie Irving, the rumors about him potentially joining KD in Phoenix, I mean, you can't make that up. And then you get people tweeting out, oh, who would ever beat this team? Oh, I I wonder who. How could you ever possibly beat a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on it? Not to mention Booker or Beal. I mean, they're loaded, right? Wrong. We've seen it go plenty of seen it go wrong plenty of times before with Kyrie. He's the problem. KD is insane. The Suns are insane if they bring in Kyrie Irving. Just like the Mavericks. What a loser move that was. Made them worse. Some players are just losing players, especially at this point. That's Kyrie Irving. Obviously with the Cavs, with LeBron, winning player. Since then, losing player. And just a, I mean, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but it's always something with Kyrie Irving. How many times are going to go down this road? Same thing with Harden. How many trades are you going to request? Every stop he makes, he wants out. Nothing's ever good enough. So, in short, I want no part of James Harden for the Knicks. And I can't imagine anybody who would. 877-337-6666. Back to the Yankees. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val?
3: Sal, my man. What's going on, Don?
2: Val, how are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting out of the office, and I'm off tomorrow. So, I'm Good Good for you. But, um... You know me, Sal. I got a few things I want to talk about, especially with what you just said just now. Thank God you came back to me. But before I get into that, just let me say real quick, I'm not going to get emotional. Because I've told you too many times how I feel about you. You should know by now. I do. You know what I mean? I do. But,
2: and I appreciate it.
3: I, I'm going to just say, I'm not even going to say goodbye. I'm just going to say, i talk to you soon. Because I'm going to try my best. to. I'm going to use this as a way to kind of like discipline my body. I need to start getting up early in the day, anyway. You know what I'm saying? Good. And maybe I appreciate. this will be the motive. Yeah, maybe this will be the motivation for me to start getting up early in my day and start making. You know, I try to be the persistent one that keeps you know calling the number, calling the number. It was like that last night because I almost got through to you last night, but I was in the building trying to take care of some stuff on the on the the computer in the in uh in the house.
2: The calls, have been, yeah, the calls the last few nights have been off the charts, like more than, you know, almost every line has been filled the entire show, which I appreciate it very was, much.
3: And I, I also I wonder guess.
2: where the hell have you been the last two and a half years?
3: Ah, you know, I'm here now, though, and I ain't going nowhere, man. No, you've been there. It. I'm
2: just talking about, like, it's it's more than the, the regular callers. And I appreciate that, that, you know, some listeners feel like, hey, you know what? I know he's leaving the overnights. Let me take the time to call. So I appreciate that very much. But I know you're a regular.
3: Well, you player. know, there you go. There you go. But there's a lot of them, I guess, that just really listen. You right. know what I mean? The majority. They, clearly, they're listening all the time, you the, know? The majority but,
2: um, of people listen and do not call. So I appreciate all of them.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, you, I know you're going to give them help, so I ain't even worried about that. Change the daytime, baby. Change the daytime. And it's gonna be nice to see you and BT I uh, hear you and BT together. I think that's gonna be an interesting combination.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to but it. On.
3: Yeah, yeah. To get to my points though. Mm-hmm. Last night I was trying to get through to you. And I had one little movie reference before I get into it. I was about to say that line from the the bad boys movie. From now on, that's how you drive. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? With the perfect game. From now on, and I had another one for you too, because there was a little Godfather moment with the way you started the show yesterday. I was about to tell Marco, like, yo, Marco, this is business, and Sal is taking it very personal. The way you started the monologue yesterday, that was kind of crazy, man. You had nothing but hate for us.
2: Well, it, you wasn't, know, no, I, it wasn't hate. It was more hate for the Mets than anything else. It was just frustration. As a fan, it was obviously a great moment for the Yankees and for Herman and a historic moment in baseball, But as a Met fan, it was frustrating.:
3: Yeah, it was like the scene when, when, when Michael's talking about killing uh, Salazzo, and Sonny looks at, at Tom and says, "Tom, this is business, but Michael is taking it very personal." Right. But it, it, was, it was great. But um, you know, I, I feel I, two, things, two things to get into, because I didn't really get to listen to the game too too closely today. So I got to go and check up my notes to see how it happened. I'm just glad that the, that the same amount of runs we got yesterday, we got again today. But two things I wanted to say. One is, a uh, see, I, I, I want to say I believe in what I, what I was saying, and I'm hoping that they don't mess with that, and that's putting Stanton in the field. Because so far, he's starting to click a little bit. Now, I hope that they don't. It's one thing to say, like how they did with Rizzo today, where they took him out early and rested his legs and stuff like that. Maybe they could start doing a little bit of that with Stanton. But let's well, see, didn't Rizzo get
2: didn't Rizzo get hit by a pitch? I think he I, got
3: hit, and then and he was hit a couple of times um, over the last few days as well, too. So I, I think that was. But I'm saying, like, if it's really someone rests his legs, he he gives you something in the offense. You you coasting or you are doing well, and you can do something like that. That's the way to rest him, or maybe like you know the off and on with the DH or something like that. And the other point I wanted to make, or the other two, and you points know what they're going to do,
2: Val. You know what they're going to do, and I'll let you make your last point, then we can say goodbye. But you know what they're going to do with Stanton? They're going to have him DH a game. They're going to have him play the outfield a game, and then they're going to give him off. I guarantee I'm, you, I, that's what I the Yankees will do they, this weekend.
3: They keep trying to break him. I hope they don't. They, I hope they're learning the lessons. You know, I'm fine with the DH thing, but not like off and on, off and on, off and on. Give me like two, three days in the field. And then the same way they rest judge every once in a while at DH, do that. But don't go with this whole one-on-one-off. I can't deal with that. And for the hum- uh, to, to, to get into the other stuff with Herman, one, two points really quickly. The first one is I, I, I actually owe Herman an apology because I've been giving him a hard time with the, even with the sticky stuff and all that stuff. And I really thought that there was a trust issue between him and Boone. But clearly from the way that Boone responded to what happened last night, I, I, that was something that was a fabrication of, of my own imagination. So I'm going to leave that alone and let it play out. I'm happy for him that he got his perfect game, regardless of whatever happens, the boy's in the history books. But one thing about him that I've been hearing as far as some of the takes that I heard, and maybe not, not on your show, but on some of the stuff that I was hearing throughout the day and on Keith's show as well, this whole thing with, like, I feel like people are getting in people's business a little bit too much. That's why I, yesterday I gave you, I, I wanted to tell you that I was giving you credit because I like the way that you made a, a differentiation between the stuff that happened with him personally and the stuff that happened last night with that perfect game. This whole thing with, like, people trying to get in the guys, like, we are not part of that equation. The second chance stuff came from the Yankees and from his wife. And for anybody, this happened, like, way back in 2019. For anybody to come back now in 2023 after the guy pitches a perfect game and start talking about, Well, I can't support... That has nothing... The the two issues have nothing to do with each other. The guy did whatever... You know, it's it's not up to us to give him that second chance. Well, I always say this,
2: Val. I always say this, and as always, thank you for the call and for the support. I appreciate you taking the time to, to call and always appreciate you listening. You have to, as a sports fan, separate the two. Now... Because I like Domingo Herman as a pitcher, and I liked him before the perfect game, matter of fact, I was more shocked that he, you know, got tattooed his last two times out than the fact that he pitched a great game. Not perfect game, who would ever think that's you know possible for Domingo Herman? But when he's on, he's been lights out for the Yankees. So I have always liked him as an arm in that rotation, especially this year. You know, outside, as you said, the last couple of starts. So me believing him as a pitcher is totally different than the way that I feel about him as a person. As sports fans, are we going to sit here and make judgments and root, root against based on what the athletes that play for the teams that we grew up rooting for, what their personal lives are about? We don't know a lot of what goes on in a lot of these athletes' lives, and I got to be honest with you, I don't necessarily care because I'm a sports fan. I want to hear about what the team does. It doesn't mean that I'm ignorant to a harsh reality or that I think what they do is okay or excusable because I don't, but if you took sports and took all the bad guys out of sports, you would have a hard time fielding teams in All the sports. It's just a matter of fact. Who's cheating on their wife? Who's a domestic abuser? And then, like, you you get into the point, well, what's worse than the other thing? Oh, well, that's much worse. No, a lot of it is wrong. All of it is wrong. To me, it's despicable what Domingo Herman did off the field in that incident that you referenced several years ago. But I talk about sports and what he does on the field. And if the Yankees feel comfortable enough to employ him, that's their decision, not mine, that's theirs. It's my job to talk about what's happening on the field. Again, I think what he did is abhorrent, disgusting. And I wasn't there, I didn't see all of it, but based on what we know and the suspension all that, it's unacceptable, inexcusable, all that. But you're right, I don't know how that ties into the perfect game. It doesn't, as a matter of fact. I'm not even getting into people deserve second chances and all that stuff because with that, to me, it's just inexcusable. But if he's pitching in the major leagues and on the Yankees in particular, we talk about it. So I, I don't know why people would be bringing, I mean, I know why people would be bringing it up, but it's just, I'm not bringing it up. I can't speak for everybody else. I We all know what happened. I know what happened. I don't agree with it. But I also know that I don't want to penalize Yankee fans who want to enjoy a perfect game by their teammate who, by the way, you know, he he did his due. He, he paid his time. Or he was suspended. You know, the, the team had a harsh reality for him. It's inexcusable what he did. But if you're a Yankee fan, are you supposed to say, well, you know what? I hate this guy because of what he did. I can't root for him. You could feel that way. But if he helps your team win and you love the team, what are you going to do? You're going to penalize yourself? You didn't do anything wrong. Jesse's calling from Queens. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Sal. How's everything? How are you, Jesse?
4: I'm good, thanks. Glad to be on on your last show. You know, everybody's going to miss you. You and uh, Fiegelman and all the guys do a great job. And uh, it's not going to be the same.
2: Well, thank you, Um, Jesse.
4: I don't think I'm gonna call in as much or whatever because uh you know you're you're different. About the Mets. Um why why do you think they, they're not I know that uh, Steve Cohen met with Theo Epstein a couple of times. What is the what is the problem there where they're not making a connection? What do you know why uh the Mets didn't really go after Epstein more? I uh, never. They never really got into that. They just. I don't was, think. Was,
2: I don't think Theo was interested, not in the Mets, but not in that role again.
4: I, I heard that he was interested in some kind of part ownership or whatever. I mean, right? That's what it. That's, what, that's it what it was
2: it a couple years ago. I don't know if Steve Cohen's going to do that. I don't even know how real that is with Epstein, but the timing didn't line up, and it didn't seem like. Theo wanted to be a general manager again or even president of uh, baseball operations again.
4: I want want to get the best guy over here because I'm not even sure if David Stearns might be the right guy, you know, because he's had a winning team and all that, but he hasn't won anything.
2: Right. So you're saying, well, if it's part of it to to give Theo ownership part of ownership to get him here, do it. I'm not going to be opposed to that.
4: Yeah. I think, I think they need to get somebody in that really knows what they're doing because you know they have good intentions. Steve Cohen wants to win. They, everybody wants to win, but nobody knows how to go about it. You know, it's like uh, it's, it's like kind of like they're they're wallowing in mediocrity and they don't know how to get out of it. So they need somebody to come in and show them the way. Well, they're not, not even
2: sure. they're not even mediocre this year. I mean, they're just flat out awful. But Jesse, to be fair, a year ago they did win a hundred games, a hundred and one games to be exact. So they did know a little bit about winning. A year ago, was it enough? Absolutely not. The way that it ended, that was awful. They still haven't recovered from it. But it's not like nobody there has an idea of what it takes to win.
4: Yeah, and also that they at the end of the year last year, they they kind of choked. They kind of got punched out by the Braves and the Padres, and then recovered. So there's another problem there, and I don't know how do you, how do you fix that, that that thing that they have that that softness. That oh, you change accuracy. the players.
2: You change the players and bring in some toughness. I mean, that's, that's how, and thank you for the call, Jesse. I appreciate the kind words. That's how you change it. You got to bring in some players that are tougher. You got to build a team that's tougher than what the Mets have right now. Some of the guys have a good attitude. Some of them don't. Bottom line is, as a whole, as a team, they didn't get the job done. Not last year and certainly not this year. Something's got to change. The idea of Theo Epstein is appealing to me. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if Cohen would want to give up ownership. I have no idea if Theo is interested in the Mets. But if they're looking for a team president, I mean, he's got to be a guy that comes to mind. even Whether it's realistic or not, he's got to be a guy that comes to mind. I just don't, it feels like that's not realistic. And maybe more so on Theo's end than anything else. But it's hard to trust Billy Epler, and you would think, you know, for Steve Cohen, the guy with the most money in the sport, the guy with the highest payroll, we're in New York, you should, or he should be able to get the best people in his front office. The best people. Is Billy Epler that? And we're going to find out rather soon. This year he has not proven to be. But you forget that he's still got to hire, Cohen does, a president of baseball ops. Miriam is calling from Forest Hills. What's up, Miriam?
5: Well, I see that you are departing from the night scene. The night is my day, so that's why I'm.
2: What happened with Miriam? Oh, your phone just went dead. Uh oh. Are we going to have an issue with the phones here now? That better not be the case. Don't send me out like that. Miriam, you get back to us. The line just cut out. What happened there? Is there an issue with the phones or no? Doesn't seem to be an issue, but... All right, Uh, we'll get Miriam. Miriam, you get back to us if you can. That stings. Uh, Because I know she's been waiting on hold a long time. It just cut out there. Sorry about that, Miriam. Give us a call back. Max is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Max? Sal. Hi, Max.
6: You know, I'm happy for you. Thank you, You Max. You know, I'm a fan for a long time. And I'm glad to see Joe Badger bring sunshine to my day. Sal, you deserve this. You know you're you know you one of the best who ever did this job. You know I just call you for like going on 20 years now.
2: Yeah, you call all the time, Max, but I haven't heard wow. from you. I haven't heard from you enough. I mean, I know you called the station for a long time.
6: Yeah. Yeah, ain't nobody worth a call no more. But, man, I'm going to be listening as much as I can because my job has changed and everything like that. I'm doing a lot of business stuff, but, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. You and and your new partner, I follow him for a long time too. And it's gonna be over. It's gonna be amazing looking listening to y'all.
2: Well, thank Man, you, Max. I, I hope so. Okay. I I appreciate that very much. Good to hear from you. It's gonna be, Sal. I love you.
6: You do a great job on here. You know I'm gonna be following you from here on out, from overnight to day shift. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you. As much as I can, I don't got nothing to complain about. Sal, my football team is the greatest football team I ever lived.
2: Yeah, how about the golf tournament? Did you watch that or whatever the, uh, the whatever it's called that uh, the showdown with uh, Kelsey and uh, and Mahomes?
7: Sal,
6: I love you. <laughs> I grew up a Mar-Haven, Marhaven project in the Bronx, the worst place you ever, to ever live in your life. I got no business watching that. <laughs> oh man, but those nope. are your guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they play playing football.
2: No, I know. I get it. I didn't watch it either, but you're a Chiefs fan.
6: Yeah, but when they're doing something else, I got no sound. How, Max,
2: what does it feel like? All those years. I mean, I remember hearing you call Mike and all that stuff, I and mean, everybody over yeah. the years. And now yeah. your team has finally done it. Andy Reid is broken through. You got the best quarterback. Your team's on top of the football world. They have a dynasty. What does that sound. feel like? Sounds.
6: It, it, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me, man. <laughs> the greatest. The, 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 this, this Super Bowl, just like one, now I thought with Tyreek left, I thought they ain't going to win. I thought they're going to like fall off a little bit because they're going to fall down, and they're going to build back up. But everybody was talking crap like they like this team sucked. So the, the, my quarterback had to smack them down, and it was the greatest thing. I was, This win <laughs> was more important than the first one. And the first one made my life.
2: Oh, man. This
6: one was more important. I just wanted to be, but I want Joe to win this Super Bowl, get there, have something, do something. I just want to be involved in it. We could play in the championship game in New Jersey. I don't give a damn. I just want to be there and see them win. See all the Jets fans win. You'd root for
2: the Jets against your Chiefs? Bro, to see Joe win one. Look that'd at you. Great, what that'd a, be the greatest thing ever. What a selfless fan you are, Max. And, and that the, is
6: in the beat in the beat my boys and they win on the last second or whatever and Mahomes throw an interception and Joe get this go to the Super Bowl. That'd be the greatest thing that ever happened to me after winning the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. I mean that's, look, Max, I love hearing your voice. There are certain voices, you know, whether it's a host, whether it's a caller, yeah. you you're one of those guys. You have that voice that is synonymous with this radio station for a long time. I appreciate you taking the time to call, and I appreciate you listening. I love you, and you're going to kill it. Thank you, Max. You're the man. I love you, too. I appreciate that. How about that? Please, we never hear from Max, right? I mean, I hear from So much so that this was a new number. Right? When was the last time he called? I don't remember him calling us for a while. Oh, the the overnight show. I mean, I remember talking to him, I would say, over the last couple years, but... Yeah, you know, Max is one of those those guys who called all the time. No, he's definitely called you a few times since you've done right. the overnight, but, like, not more than a handful. Right. Well, it's nice to hear from him. How about that? His, everything you could dream of as a fan, he's had happen. He dealt with all the the pain and the suffering for years, and now all of a sudden his team is on top of the world. And he's loving every minute of it.
8: And he wants, and, like, now that he's experienced yeah. after going through all the pain, he wants to see the person who's gone through the most pain, win that Super Bowl, win that elusive one.
2: I don't know if I could say the same uh, you know, about myself. I mean, I'd like to find out, but that just shows you how happy you could be as a fan. You know what? I've got mine. Let Beningo get his. Uh, you know when I
8: think you would be okay with the Jets getting it? Right after the Mets get theirs. If the Mets win a World Series in October, you would sign for, all right, let the Jets win right after I'm, that.
2: No, I'm fine with the Jets. I'll root for the Jets to win. I'm just saying, like, if you're... If you're a no, Mets- it's not an anti-Jet
8: thing. It's... All the Mets and Jets fans in your life, like, it would sting a little bit if, like, you're watching. Like, these are the people who have gone through so much with you. If all of a sudden you have to watch them celebrate and then you're just kind of standing off to the side like, and I get nothing from this. That is true. It's not an anti-Jet or Jet fan thing. It's like, come on, you want to be invited and not watch everybody
2: else go to the party. But the equivalent to what Max is doing would be, let's say, the Mets won two World Series in the next, you know, six years or whatever it is. And then you're like, oh, you know what? Uh, my buddy's a big Pirates fan. I'd like to see the Pirates win for him instead of the Mets. Or you're talking about head-to-head. That's where, like, I think I want one more. Like you, if you're a I, Mets What I fan, would say there, I think is
8: I would say, you know what? The next time my team is bad, I hope this happens for my friend. Fair but enough. Yeah. if I'm Max in a position where, hey, his team is still probably the best in the league, I'm not saying it yet.
2: Yeah, Exactly. Well, good for Max that he's he's better, better man than us, uh, And But because he's experienced winning, we have not. Miriam, let's try it again. Miriam is in Forest Hills. What's I'm up,
5: sorry, my, my phone went goofy. The night is my day, so that's when I'm up.
2: That's okay, and, Miriam, yeah. N-
5: now, I heard that Josh Bailey was traded. Do you know why?
2: Hey,
5: Bailey! Yeah, I love that. I miss him. I don't know why them.
2: he was traded. Please, do you know why Josh Bailey got traded?
8: To clear his five million dollar cap charge for next year. There you go.
5: Oh, who did he get traded to?
8: Got traded to Chicago, Miriam, and they bought him out.
5: Oh, so he's a free oh. agent now. Yes. Oh, oh boy. Okay. They they got they picked three guys. The Rangers picked a couple guys, and I'm hoping that in October the Islanders and the Rangers and the Devils will play good. And after the Super Bowl, you'll have an Islander Ranger game, which will be real good.
2: Yeah, I got to look at the schedule. I meant to do that yesterday. I forgot to do it. I'm excited to go over the schedule to my nephew, maybe this weekend if I have a chance to see him and get excited about the Rangers and some Islander games, maybe pick some yeah. games out and go. Uh, I look It'll forward to good. it. I look forward to the yeah, hockey me season. Too. Yeah.
5: It'll be fun. They had a very good draft yesterday. A whole bunch of people showed up. David Boyle has been around for more than 40 years.
2: What's worse, do you think, Miriam, the baseball draft or the NHL draft?
5: The NHL draft is difficult because yeah. you have over almost 300 picks.
2: Yeah, well, I just can't get into either. The NBA, a little bit different, obviously. The NFL, a little bit different, obviously. But, but I
5: wrote a lot of it down, so I know. Baseball I hockey.
2: hockey.
5: Uh, no, I'm glad they did because yeah. they... A lot of the people came up who was around. Patrick Kane was around. And a whole lot of the people came around to talk, which I thought was good. By the way, I don't know if you saw the um, the LSU Florida series. No. There was a kid from LSU who struck out 17 batters last Saturday.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that I'm seems like, to be
5: a lot. Somebody better draft that guy. Well, I'm sure
2: somebody will, but again, I can't. I hope can't. it's a
5: mess. I, you
2: know. I mean, we know they could use him, Miriam. Miriam, thank yeah, you for the call. You take
5: care of yourself.
2: You too, Miriam. Good to hear from you again. I appreciate you checking in. Yeah, I couldn't get into the College World Series myself. I just, um, I like major league sports. I like professional sports. College football, a little bit of a different story. And even that, with me, it's a little bit limited since I got married. And it's not blaming my wife. just the reality where I cannot dedicate my free time on a Saturday to football when I'm doing it all day Sunday. So you had to give up something. College football was the one that, you know, I sacrificed. But I do enjoy it. And with the other college sports, hoops a little bit, baseball no chance. There's too much. It's too far away from the big leagues for me to be invested in college baseball. It seems, and while well, it is amateurish, and I don't have an allegiance. Do you care about um, college baseball leagues?
8: No, not at all. But listen, I care about the sports that I cared about growing up and like formed an attachment with a team.
2: Right. That's the thing. It's not like the same thing with the World Baseball Classic. I'm not dumping on the event itself. I don't have a a rooting interest. I get, you know, whatever people want to root for the country that they're from. That's fine. But that's what, to me, the Olympics are for. Right.
8: So you're saying if Team USA won and just rolled through the whole tournament? you wouldn't feel better about the Mets being 36 no, and 45. No, right,
2: that's the point. So, like, when when it comes to baseball, I already have a team that I've been rooting for for 40 years or whatever. What about Captain America, David Wright? No, I, no, it does nothing for me. I mean, I, you maybe root for individuals, but I just don't care enough about it. Yes, sure, they win, that's great, but, like, do I feel better? Do I feel like as a fan I won something, I experienced winning? Absolutely not. That's the issue. So the same thing with college. What's the rooting interest? Unless you're betting on these games, which you could do, and that's great. Make sure you do it at Superbook. But unless you're betting, like, where's the rooting interest? You went to Penn State, Fleek. So obviously you're a Penn State fan. That's why I was asking maybe you, you got Right,
8: and I'm a fan in the... Sp- like, you know, there will be other sports Right, you check out and you root for them because it's your school, it's your team. But for, like, the sports that I didn't care about, like, I'm not... I don't know. I know people get into other sports as adults. Like, I just... It, like it, I don't have that emotional attachment. It just doesn't mean anything.
2: Yeah, I get. Yeah, you know, it
8: it's cool, and I move on. Where with the Mets, you know, where however many hours after the game, and I'm still ticked off that Starling Marte <laughs> hit into a double play with the bases loaded,
2: and then struck out swinging at pitches that nobody could hit. Right, we've invested a lot more, or at least you know, you and I, fleas were talking about. It. We have invested a lot more. Maybe not everybody. Whatever it is, though, I don't think you could be a diehard, passionate fan about everything. You you got certain teams that you invest a little bit more in than than others, and for me, you know, college baseball is just not one of it. Now, if I'm sitting at home and the game is on, and I happen to you know nothing else is on. You know, like Vanderpump Rules is over, there's no more Jersey Houndswives, then maybe I'll check it out. But other than that, I have no rooting interest, and I'm just watching people that I have no idea who they are play baseball for teams that I have no rooting interest in whatsoever. Just like I'm, I might as well go watch the Little League game down the block.
8: Right. Like, again, I could watch it sometimes. It's entertainment for a little bit if there's a dramatic night inning, like just because sports can be entertainment. But another thing, too, if you're us and you work in this and it is so much more of your life than for a fan, there are times like when you have that, hey, the Mets and Yankees aren't on tonight. I have three hours. Right. The last thing in the world I'm looking to watch is a sporting event with teams I don't care
2: about. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's not the sporting event. It's a sporting event that I don't care about.
8: It's this. Is, this is your time to watch Vanderpump Rules. This right. is my time to watch another show or a movie. This is our
2: time to take a break for an escape. And a lot of people, you know, want sports to be their escape, which is great. For us, we loved it so much we made it our career. So when you do want a little bit of a break from it. I'm not sitting there watching LSU Florida in the College World Series. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666.
9: Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
2: Show with Alan Jerry. Final overnight show for me. We'll be filling in with Jerry, as a matter of fact, next week. Look forward to that. Boomer and Jill will be off. Jerry and I will be in all week next week on the morning show. So have some fun there. But this is it for me on the overnights. We've been talking a lot of Mets, a lot of Yankees. We mentioned the James Harden stuff. Obviously, you'd want no part of them. I mean, I think it kind of goes without saying. But my initial reaction was... Some excitement thinking, whoa, the Knicks could get a big star. And then I realized quickly, well, Harden is not a big star. In name only, and he was a big star, but that's not the type of move you want to make. Paul George, different story. Harden, no thanks. Um, But, yeah, basically it's been about the Mets being, you know, in the midst of their worst season in the history of the franchise. And the Yankees continue to, you know, win series. Even though everybody feels like, oh, it's a down year for the Yankees. They're not that good. All they do is win series. Can't be that bad. Right, Stewart in Brooklyn is calling from uh, about the Yankees. Stewart,
7: <laughs> uh, well, it's about time somebody woke up, right?
2: Who? Yeah, it's John about Carlo? time they start winning some series. Yeah, well, God, what do you mean? They've been waiting a whole year for this to happen. They've been winning plenty of series. They're nine games and over five hundred. So, so I know it's still over five hundred, but you know what?
7: The simple fact remains is when are we going to see a uh, the six foot seven monster? where's number 99 again they don't even know when he's coming back
2: did you hear uh, August. did you hear nicole called earlier earlier in the show what, what do you think i didn't hear her oh i was just <laughs> i was just making sure how did that make yeah you? i heard nicole yeah. i'm
7: glad she's fine yeah um she had a nice yeah. trip
2: to mexico maybe you could have went with her
7: well if i would have got to, i wouldn't go to mexico why not no if i if i go anywhere it's going to be to israel
2: oh interesting have you ever been twice Wow, how was it? 1977
7: and 1978. Back to back years? Yes. And with the American Jewish Congress. How was it? Awesome. Wow. I, we went up a, a mount, mount. We went up Mount. Mount. Oh, mount Masada. We oh. went up the Mount Masada on a. Uh, you know, one of those things that pick you, take you up. What is it called?
2: Not familiar with that.
7: No, a, a a vehicle that took me up to the top of the mountain, and we walked back down the mountain, and it was it was fabulous. The first trip was really great. Then we stopped off in London for four days. We had ten days in Israel. Where I went. So, I saw Jerusalem. I saw the. Uh,
2: where else have you uh, traveled?
7: The, what
2: are you well traveled? Where else have you been around the world?
7: No, I've only been to Israel twice, and with a stop off in London. I went to Las Vegas in the, the new year of 1973. How was that?
2: What was Vegas like in 73? You must have been wild.
7: And it was crazy. Yeah. I, we stayed at the Hilton, and that was the weekend that we got the bad news about uh, number 21.
2: What's that? Our brother,
7: our oh, brother, our brother, our oh yeah.
2: yeah.
7: Uh, when we got home, I heard he passed the, uh, that he died in an airplane crash, and I felt terrible because I happened to like Roberto Clemente, even though he was on the Pirates. I didn't oh, care. Oh, didn't. He was a great player. The man player. was a great player. Yeah. Yes, a great player. And we were on the airplane coming back from the Las Vegas, and I was with two of my friends. I said to them, we were in the air, and the waitress comes around, the uh, stewardess comes around, and this was New Year's, and the New Year rang, out. I said, watch this. So I, said, I walked over to the stewardess, so I grabbed her, and they gave her a big kiss and a hug, and my friends, their jaws dropped.
2: Yeah, I mean, my jaws drop right now. That's harassment.
7: No, what do you mean harassment? We, when I was, was, the you, a, when was the last time you?
2: When was the last time you were on a plane? What? When was the last Less? time you were on a plane?
7: Uh, thirty-one years ago when I went to Florida with wow. my ex-wife.
2: Thirty-one years, Stuart. You ever think about getting uh-huh. back on?
7: Not really. Hmm.
2: No, not really. I know one way that you could get back on a plane. How's that? Oh, you know one of our callers happens to invite oh, you
7: but yo, no, we get, we get out and play with her huh?
2: yeah well no of course you would
7: anyway of you gotta course. be happy about your Yankees. I'm happy don't get me wrong I'm happy they're winning yeah you know you don't I want to see I want to see my, my I want to see 99 back on the field healthy I want to see jean Carlo play the field more often and I want to see them stop making all these sloppy mistakes that they make.
2: Oh, they've been hitting lately. You know, they, uh, we said well, Donaldson. it's a good thing
7: they started to hit. No? Donaldson,
2: IKF. It? How about Volpe starting to have an well, impact?
7: Well, uh, Volpe, you, I knew he was going to have an impact eventually because he's too good. And I want to see, you know what I want to see? Peraza. Yeah,
2: well, I'd it's like, it's like to see him up here, that. too.
7: Oh, wait a minute. I have to start. I have to say one more thing. What's that? What is, what, what is, what is, what is he doing? All I mean, He's finally waking up, J.D.? Donaldson, he's waking up? Well, I mean, he's hitting a buck he's 43. He's coming out of his
2: slumber. Yeah, I don't, Do you trust that he's I'm, going to? I don't. I'm not sold on it.
7: I'm not sold on him either. I never wanted him here. That was an overkill. And uh, because they want to get rid of Gary Sanchez, you must get rid of Gio Orcella, who happens to be way better than uh, Donaldson. Uh, but they had to, Brian Cashman, he, again, made a silly move. And when are we, what have you heard about Carlos Rodon?
2: Uh, I mean, I think he's coming back at some point soon. I have not heard a specific date. He's still I rehabbing. You have a date, Fleegs for Rodon when
8: he's coming back. Uh, not a date, but I think he's making one more rehab start, and then he yeah, sp- should be back. ready to go. He was so supposed he no to make setback.
2: four, so uh, I, I guess he's got one more left now.
7: Sal, is Mike on Sunday morning? What's that? Is Mike on Sunday morning? Fleegs,
2: you want? Yeah, he's on two to six after summers. Steve is on ten to two. Fleegs is on two to six. Steve Summers
7: is going to be on. mm Hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you going to call him?
2: What? Are you going to call him?
7: That's my bedtime.
2: Oh, so no.
7: Well, I, I definitely will be with Mike. Oh, good. You'll wake oh, up and call Sal, 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 Sal. Let's put it this way. I have really, really enjoyed the last two and a half years with you because you bring a lot of good common sense, and you don't take any guff from nobody. Well. And you, you show the people that you're in charge, and the thing is, they can't get over on you because that's
2: who you are. Well, I appreciate that, Stuart. And I got to tell you, you have been terrific here. So, I mean, I appreciate you you know, being a good sport about things. We have fun. Right. We make, you make fun of each right. other a little bit. We joke around. Right. You've opened up. You have uh, tremendous stories. It was a pleasure meeting you uh, right. at the game a few years ago. Well,
7: let's hope we and- Again, I know okay. I'm
2: gonna try to make it happen, and, and this is not goodbye. I, I know that I don't want to make it no, like I it too know sad, it's not
7: goodbye. But I'm gonna listen to you on the midday.
2: I appreciate is, it, but
7: let me, let me say this much. Yeah, I normally at that hour I'm watching the TV, okay. I will have the radio on listening to you, and if I can get through, I'll get through.
2: I appreciate that, and I, I and, want you to know that people do love when you call, and we did have something that was fun between you and I here on the overnight, so right. And I couldn't well, have done I, that I myself. Appreciate that's you.
7: That. You yeah. know what? I appreciate that because the the other the, the other talk show hosts. There was only one other talk show host that I really really liked as not as much as you. There's only one other person, and we and you know who it is, right? Hey, Craigie. No.
2: Oh, what do you mean? I thought you loved Craig.
7: Tony Page.
2: Oh, Tony. That's right. But I know you love Craig too. So you love. Bo- oh, I love Craig yeah.
7: because you're not not what. Uh, Craig is absolutely he makes he 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 is like somebody who can make fun of himself and not get right. really upset about people making fun of him. Right. And, and you want to know what? That's what I like about
2: him. Well, the same thing with you, right? Well, I make fun of myself all the that's time. That's what I mean. I that's, why I, I, I that's why we have some fun. Oh, that's why we have some fun. That's Look, what are we here for? Well, to talk about Megan the for? Stallion
7: You're and not, Cardi B. Fun. We're here to have a good time. I enjoyed. I always enjoyed with the, with the show. And I definitely enjoyed last uh, August 7th. Nicki Minaj,
2: Rihanna, or Cardi B? Tamiya. I know, but we didn't start with Tamiya. We started with Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. Oh, yeah. And Riri. And your favorite is? Out of those three? Yep. Cardi B. There you go. Stuart, you're the best.
7: Play us out. We'll be so- hopefully speaking to you soon. And have a. Uh, I hope you enjoy the most success ever.
2: Thank you, Stuart. I really appreciate that. Well, that's the end of an era. There you have it. Wrapped up the overnights with Stuart in Brooklyn. I mean, I'm not wrapping up the show yet, but as far as the calls go with Stuart in Brooklyn, that's that. And it was fun while it lasted. Got to love Stuart.
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Fan 877-337-6666. I'm now obsessed with this immaculate grid here. We just started playing it. Um, as uh, Rio Rami uh, alerted me that it starts at uh, 12 a.m. every night, so you only do one a day, which I hate. I like to do this all day long. This could be my new obsession. Somebody's got to have an app for this so we could go on there and just play them all day. But anyway, uh, it's a lot of fun and it, in my wheelhouse. I love it. Old school baseball. That is my thing. So, having a lot of fun with that. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Avi is calling from Long Island. What's up, Avi?
10: Hey, Sal. How are you?
2: Good. How are you, Avi?
10: I just want to say, Sal, you do a tremendous job. I, I watch you on SNY, and you're always very clear and to the point, and you really tell it how it is. And you don't take any shenanigans, which is great.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I also appreciate so using was, a clean word there because I thought you were saying another one that started with an S-H. Nah,
10: no, 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 no. I got, I got to keep it clean over here. Correct. So I, I want to talk about the Mets, and I want to give you a little perspective on what I think because I know we have a great owner who's very wealthy, but being wealthy does not mean that you're going to put a great team on the field. Money, just like money doesn't buy you happiness, money doesn't buy you a great team. It buys you players that are expensive players, but I'm going to give you an example. Tampa Bay Rays, they have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Yet every single year, they're in a a top team. Mm -hmm. This year, I think they're going to make the, I think they're going to make the World Series. I really do. And I was watching the game today and they had made a trade with the Pittsburgh Pirates for this pitcher. I think his name is Stevenson. And I'm watching this guy pitch. And I see what the Rays see. The Rays, whoever's evaluating the talent on the Rays organization is doing a phenomenal job because they see this guy who they brought over to now Tampa who's a stud, a stud pitcher, and they got him for a bag of ball for nothing basically. So what I'm trying to say is the Mets have have a great owner But they need to have better uh, evaluators, uh, uh, um, player evaluator. Because Lindor, Lindor, for example, when they made that trade, I knew that trade was not going to be a good trade. Lindor is one of the most overrated players in the game. He's great defensively, but are you paying a ball player who bats 270 with 25 home runs? Are you giving that guy $30 million a year? Yeah, but forget not- about
2: forget about what he's getting paid. Lindor is one of their best players. Lindor is one of the best shortstops in the game. I mean, you can't dispute that. He may not be as good as you had hoped. He may not have been as consistent so far through his first you know, few seasons as we had hoped, but Lindor is a star player. He's a star player that wants to play every single day. He's a guy that's out there. He's playing hard defensively, playing well defensively. He's driving in a ton of runs. He's hitting with power. So I get why fans look at Lindor and because of the contract and saying he's overpaid, but Lindor is not the problem for this team.
10: Well, the problem, first of all, the problem is the pitching. Okay. And, and right. Berlin, and let's say if they would have got, if they would have signed the Grom, that would have been even worse. Okay. Cause we know he's out for like right. next year or two, you know, with Tommy John again, but when it comes to uh, the pitching, Listen, they got Verlander. These guys are older guys. You know they they can't go more than 5 6 innings and then it puts it it depletes your bullpen. It's taxing for your team. You can't win like that. You need young pitching. Yeah. And they don't have young pitching. They need to listen. Listen, this season is over. I'm a Mets fan and listen, I'm telling you right now, they are this team is not a winning team. They're not having good seasons. Marte is horrific this year. Lindor is not having a good year.
2: No, Lindor is the fine. Players- they, they, are, they are having a bad year. And almost to a man, everybody is underperforming. And that's and thank Correct. you for the call, Avi. Appreciate you checking in. But it all, to me, starts with the starting pitching. It starts with that. It's not the be-all, end-all, but it starts with that. That's the issue. This team was built on starting pitching, and those guys have not gotten the job done. And... The domino effect or the ramifications of that is that it's overtaxing the bullpen. And the bullpen has been atrocious. Combine that with an offense that is not built to be a powerhouse offense. They're supposed to be efficient, timely hitting, consistent, keep the chain moving. Or keep the line moving. What's the expression I'm looking for?
11: Pass the baton?
2: Yeah, right. You say keep the line moving. That's right. Right, but what's the chain? That's football. Right, you want to move the you chains move in, the chain in football, position. but is First there a I don't know chain reaction chain I don't know why through chain, chain reactions. In there. I don't know, all right. I thought that maybe it was something like, yeah, no, it's keep the line moving. I don't know where I got chain from mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. we digress. they haven't they're not built to be a powerhouse offense now, Marco, this is it for us, right? Yes, this is it, mm. I'm Again, gonna miss you. I, I done the. No, I'm gonna miss I, I'm you. I'm done the.
11: You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna miss you, but at the same time, you're not dying. I'm gonna see you in a couple of days. Like I'm not I'm gonna. On
2: what don't jinx me. Uh, come fun. on.
11: Uh, I mean, I, I feel like you you, you buried Fleegs and I, because everybody like, you know, this is the end of the overnight. Like, we're still going to be here. No, You're just not going to be I here. No,
8: no. <laughs> you
2: know? Like,
11: <laughs> listen, still on be- be on here.
8: behalf of McMonagle people, please still call. Yeah,
2: right? Yeah, like, we're the, still going to be here at night. I mean, the you overnight know. has only just begun. C-Mac's going to be hungry. He's going to be ready to go. And excited. as much as we
8: love you, Sal, the overnight at the fan existed and thrived for, like, a long time. I mean, this is one of the most coveted spots right. in sports media that you then use as a launching pad as you have to something in more normal human hours. But I mean this has been a spot where people have made some of the most successful
2: careers in sports talk radio.
11: Agreed. Right. I love it. Uh, so, so in long short what Fleaks is saying is go to hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd rather just go to the midday instead.
11: Uh no, no he's
2: he's leaving hell, Marco. It's
11: great. Please no this is, it's Sal great. checked out on us a long time ago. Once this the second he found out the news Checked out on us completely.
2: No, the second that uh Aromi put me onto the Immaculate Grid here, I checked out. I'm trying to be obsessed with this. I got three good ones. You looking at this? You don't uh, get- I
11: could I could see it to a point. I can't see the Oh, okay. I, I could see Don't give last it column. away
2: because people get upset with the spoilers. Right, right, right. But the thing that I like about this is the low percentage. So you understand what that means? Yes. Right. So yes. the majority of people are not picking these three that I've got. You have so far. any under one percent for today? Yeah. Point point one percent. Oh,
8: that's good. I have a point nine. I was feeling good about point one is
2: incredible. I got a good one yesterday with the um with Todd Zeal it was a Marlin and uh Dodger, I think was the mix yesterday. That was a point one percent or something like that. Anyway, um yeah, so I got a point one with a Philly and a Tiger. That's my point one. The other one I have two one percenters. This is a fun game. Although, I guess everything is everything going to be low now because not many people are playing because it's 4 a.m.? Yeah, no, that actually makes sense. And right. I don't know. If anything, the opposite.
8: Everything would be high because not so many people have played. Uh, that's a good yet, point.
2: Right? All right. See, there you go. Rami cleaning up my bad
8: mess. All I can think is I know who Evan's putting for the Philly and Tiger. Correct.
2: And that did you have that one? <laughs> yes, because that's who I thought of. So that's, that's the, so that's the point one. So we're on the same page with that one. My, my eyes. I thought that said 0. 0.7. Oh no, it says 0. 0.1, right? 0. 0.1. Well, no, it depends right. on the different
8: things for each of you guys also because once he did it it changed to 0. 0.7 cuz when you right, do because it's yeah. so early in the morning you're shifting the numbers all yeah. that much. Potentially, yeah. When you come back and look at the end of the day your numbers will have shifted.
2: Is yours does it say 0. 0.7 Fleeks?
8: No, it says .1, and it doesn't have the picture. Where everybody else has a photo, they don't have his
2: picture. Yeah, agreed. Two of my guys don't have pictures. Anyway, this game is so much fun. All right, and you know what's been so much fun? Seriously, all kidding aside, Marco. (laughs) No, I I value your friendship here, and I do want to stay in touch, uh, even though we're not... uh... Jeez, that's it? No, what do you mean? We're not going to work it, so that's
11: it? You're going to delete my number out of the phone? No, I'm saying stay in
2: touch. Maybe we can hang out or something.
8: I have an
11: idea. Like, what if
8: you guys go to a Nick game together next year?
11: Marco doesn't leave the house. You know that. I leave the house, I come to work in the middle of the night, like a mushroom, left in the oh, yeah. dark. I was
8: thinking Marco could do what I do and go to a game and show up at, like, 10, 30, 11.
2: You know, that's that's the best part about the new hours, is that I could go to games now and not even worry about anything. Even after SNY, I'm done at 6.30, I could go to all these games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be no, talking I know. about I, that. I, no, I've,
11: I haven't heard about how much your life is going to be better, uh, and yeah. how much ours is still going to suck. I haven't heard that yet. I am I'm actually okay with where I am. But I was made aware of how much my life sucks or even worse than it's been over the years. More than I've realized.
8: Hey, Marco, you have this and Sal doesn't.
2: You're off on the 4th of July. There you go. I'm working. They put me to work. Uh, All kidding aside. Must be rough. You've been a huge help because, you know, these hours, especially long shows, you've been like a co-host at times. And I appreciate it. And I I think you've done a great job. And I look forward to hearing you do your own shows moving forward, starting... With Monday morning, you'd be the first one filling in for me, or not filling in for me, but uh, doing the overnights after me. So I appreciate it, Do we have to Ohio? text you and
8: remind you to, on your
2: drive-in to turn on the station and listen to Marco? <laughs> no, no, I'll put it on. Usually I put it on, I'm like, all right, no, you got to keep my attention. Otherwise, I'm going to music, so I relax on the way in. But
11: all right, no, that's fair. That's was, totally fair.
2: It's your. It's up to you to keep my attention. Ex-
11: exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's totally fair. That's up to me to, to try to make sure that I, I keep you awake. Because that'll still be hours that you'll complain about not getting enough sleep. So we still got that to look forward to. I remember to one morning.
2: time I was driving in listening to Pat Boyle. He did an interview. I think it was with Jack Curry. He did an interview with somebody. It sounded like he taped it in a, a broom closet. Well, maybe and,
11: it was the closet that I'm in all the
9: time. No, uh,
2: no I think he did it from home or whatever. <laughs> and I like Boyle, but I was like, I, I can't do this. Put, put on 90s. Hey, Siri, play some 90s hits, please.
9: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.